Are y'all ready? All right. There, I knew you were going to change that. I knew she was going to. Sermon title, Happy New You. All right, here's my question. How many of y'all like the next year to be the best year you've ever had? Okay, I'm not just mouthing words. I'm asking you a serious question. Is it possible to have the best year you've ever had? As a matter of fact, it is. And we're going to talk about that. This year is your best year. You're going to get more prayers answered. You're going to be healthier. You're going to be better financially off than you've ever been in your life. Now, one of the things that I need you to do is that you need to turn your denominational thinking off for a moment. Please don't get angry at me to, for saying that some of the things you learned in church were wrong. It is. It was wrong. The idea is that God is running everything. If he is, he has it in a mess. Okay. But he isn't running everything. He is taking care of covenant people who are asking him, who are doing what he says. That's why people say, well, if that God has a whole world in a mess, he doesn't have it in a mess. We have it in a mess. And so there's a lot of things that we have heard from pulpits that are not true. Now, we're going to talk about God's responsibility, and then we're going to talk about your and my responsibility, and it's going to be up to both of us. If, if I said whose responsibility is you'd have a good year, many people who walk in a church like this, they believe if they pray hard enough, long enough, God will eventually get tired of hearing you. Well, Angela's been in here for 21 days. I mean, somebody answer that woman's prayers. And we've been taught from the pulpit that that's what moves God. It is not. Not at all. Not even close. So we're going to talk about that today. And, we're, and, I, and I want you to say this. Next, this year is my best year. All right. Go to 1 John chapter 4, verse 17. 1 John 4, 17. Get in the Word. Get in the Word. I'm going to go through about 10 minutes of who you are, and then we're going to get into the meat. Thank you. We've got to have potato and veggie first. You're not, you can't have the cake first. You know better than that. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in the earth. How is he? Is he good? Is he having a good day? Is he having a bad day? Why does the Bible say, as he is, so are we? Now, if I were to ask you, is, is your life like Jesus, you'd say, well, not really. Okay, I get it. But the Bible says, as he is, so are we in the world. Now, we have to back up here for a moment and go over another scripture that most people have never heard in their life. First Thessalonians 5.23. You can put it on the screen if you want to. If you don't want to, it's fine. You're a spirit, have a soul, live in a body. You're a spirit, have a soul, live in a body. You are a spirit man. You are a new creation. Now, if you don't understand that, that one scripture, most of the Bible will not make any sense to you at all. Because once it's talking about you're saved, next one's talking about you're not saved, and then you're just like, this book's schizo. It isn't. The book's not. So the, now I'm going to go over what actually happened to you when you got saved for a few minutes and give you a foundation before we get into the meat of this. So soul, 2 Corinthians 5.17, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away. Everything has become new. All of this is of God. Now Romans 4.25. Go to Romans 4.25. She probably stuck that. Romans 4, 25. I'm going to turn there in my Bible. I want to read this. 4:25. He who was delivered, that would be Jesus, was delivered because of our offense and raised because of our justification. So when Jesus went to the cross, he did not go to the cross for himself. He went to the cross for you. 
there is a teaching again in the body of Christ and in the world that Jesus died for your sins, plural. He didn't. He didn't. I know, I know that shocks you a little bit. You, you were not a sinner because you sinned. You sinned because you were a sinner. If you walk up to an apple tree and it's got bad apples on it, taking the apples off the tree will not fix the problem. The apple tree itself is bad. When you were not born again, before you were saved, you were dead in sins. Dead people, it doesn't matter whether you smoked dope, drank beer, whatever you did, you were dead in sin. So when we say Jesus died for my sins, it's preached as though he, he, I got forgiven of smoking dope, I got forgiven of lying, I got, and, and, and that's all true, but it is not the gospel. You were dead in sin, and he had to take your place. The cross was not his, it was yours. That's your cross. And according to God, because of your life, you should have gone there. But if you had died for your sins, you could never come out. You would die, and that would be the end of you. So God in his mercy said, I'll take your place. So, so he didn't just die for your sins. He died because you were sin, and he became sin. Him who knew no sin became sin. Now, you have a hard time believing that Jesus, God in the flesh, became sin, but he did. If he didn't, you're not saved. Now, I know that rocks. Jesus never said go make converts. He said make disciples. And the only way that he could change you was to pay the debt. Now, there's there's another thing we have to cross a line here. It's not Jesus plus anything. Let's go down this road a minute. It's not Jesus plus water baptism. It's not Jesus plus going to church. It's not Jesus plus anything. Why would Jesus, righteous, need your help? If if you had to help him, you're God. See, you got Jesus who's righteous, who needs help from you, unrighteous, in order to equal salvation. He didn't need you. He did it all and gave it to you. Saved by grace, through faith, not of yourself. So I said that because I want you to stop helping him. Oh, God, I hadn't been living right. Honey, you ain't never been living right. You know, If it was based on you living right, you wouldn't have a snowball's chance in hell. Say thank you. It's called good news for a reason. Amen. So it's not Jesus plus Water baptism, Jesus plus going to church on Saturday. It didn't, all, I want you to think about it. What kind of a statement are you making to God? Aren't you glad I helped you? Because you're a failure without my help. Well, you, ain't no way in the world do you say anything worse to God than that. So don't do it. If you go to one of them churches, run out of it and get out and don't, come, don't ever go back. Thank you, boy, y'all look around. It's Jesus plus nothing. The blood did it all. But now we're still talking about you're a spirit. You are a spirit. Say that's the real you. We're going to, and, and many of you've heard me preach on this before, and Mark Hankins and Brother Hagin has cured me from worrying about you hearing the same sermon twice. Mark Hankins done more about it than anybody else. I mean, I heard that guy preach the same sermon 27 times, and I'm like, the 27th time was just as good as the first time I heard that sermon. I need, and you know, I think it's because I don't, I have a forgetful mind. Sometimes I go, I heard that, but maybe I forgot something. I, I don't mind hearing truth over and over. It just don't bother me. So I'm kind of hoping you don't mind it because I'm going to give you this. Next week we might just preach the same sermon and give it a new title. Amen. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 1. still talking about who you are in Christ. Again, we haven't got to the meat yet. Chapter 1, verse 5. To which of the angels did he say, God, 
You are my son. Today I have begotten you. He's not talking about Christmas. When is he talking about? He's talking about the day he rose from the dead. That's, now, that, that kind of shocks people. You mean he was made a son again? Yes. Why was he need to made, made a son again? Because he became sin. He took all sin. Had he not, then you're going to have to take it. And it's going to take you to forever to pay it off. You say, thank you, Jesus, for what you did. Again, I'll be a father to him, and he'll be a son. And when he brings him in the world, he brings the firstborn in the world. Now, if Jesus is the firstborn, who's second? Who's fifth? Who's one millionth? Say me. All right. God does not view you the way your mother views you. You are not who your mother said you are. You're not who your daddy said you are. You are not who ABC, NBC, and CBS say you are. We do not get our identity from our flesh. Now, now see, today, you walk up to a person and say, now, now, who are you? And we will answer by what we do. Well, I'm a pastor. They didn't ask me what I did. Ask me who I am. You say, who are you? I'll say, son of God. They well, 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 I would never say that. You ask me who I am. You want to know my name? It's Daryl. You want to know what I do? I pastor. You want to know who I am? I'm a son of God. Just like Jesus. Now, I'm saying all that because we're going to talk about why is if he's doing so well, we're not. I mean, that got real quiet in here, but that's okay. I'm going to come back over here with people that aren't so quiet. If Jesus is the firstborn, did he screw up on the second? Third? Million? No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Now, I want you to go to Romans 12, too. I want you to go to Romans 12, too, with me. Turn to your neighbor and say, I, I, I think this is going to be really good. And then turn to your neighbor and say, no, 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 no. He's never preached a bad sermon in his life. I know it's going to be good. Pray. I, you have to use my faith too, guys. I really do. Romans 12, 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your what? that you may prove the, what is good, acceptable, perfect will of God. All right, I'm going to make a statement right here. I've been making a lot of good statements. I'm fixing to make another one. You are saved, but your soul is not. Your soul is not a Christian. <gasps> Matter of fact, we have people in the room right now who your spirit is and your soul is a heathen. I wasn't talking to anybody in particular. It's okay. Don't get excited. So, so listen, listen to, this is where you, you, you read a scripture that as Jesus is, so in the world, we read uh, um, um, that he loves me and that I'm a new creation. I'm the righteousness of God. And all of these, I'm complete in him. All of that is what God did in you, what you couldn't do. But he did not do what you can do. And there's more to your salvation. See, people say, are you saved? What part of me are you asking about? Am I a Christian, born again, my spirit? I'm saved. I'm saved. Is my soul? Oh, not all the time. Some of, we, some of you have noticed it. When people's souls are not saved, they're real quiet in church. Because there's a part of you that airs a process. And so my thing to you is this, how's next year? That is up to you. That's totally up to you. But it's possible for you to change everything that you don't like. I didn't say God. I said you. He will work with you as you start renewing your mind. Be, do not, don't, don't be pressed 
into the form of this world, but be transformed or changed outwardly by the renewing of your mind. Now, wait a minute. If you are a new creation, why is your mind not a new creation? It's because you've never renewed your mind to who you are. This is powerful, guys. Now, why am I doing this? Now, hold on. We just had a great meeting with Mary Fran. Anybody enjoy Mary Fran? Oh, yeah. But she's not coming back for a year. Mark is coming. Maybe he'll take you to the next level. He probably will. But he will leave too. And then you can sit around in your stew waiting for Jonathan to come. Or you can get up, pick a Bible up, and go, I'm not going to sit here and wait on no preacher to take me where I need to go. And I'm not going to live this year like I lived last. I'm ha- this is my best year. I ain't going through that mess. Now, we also need to realize that you're, some of you are in bad circumstances. He didn't say anything in this about if your circumstances are good, then you can get your mind renewed. No, you don't need to get your husband's mind renewed or your wife's mind renewed or your kids. You just get your mind renewed. So you're in control of the salvation of your soul. You can change your income. You can change your health. You, you can quit having depressed days. You can actually start being happy. And your spouse going, hallelujah. That's good news, guys. That's good news. Now, wait a minute. What does this mean, the renewing of our mind? So, well, soul. That's a, I'm stuck on that since the movie New in Town. It, it's, it's, it's stuck. Lisa's like, get out of it, honey, baby. You, 2 Corinthians 3.18. Go to 2 Corinthians 3.18. Now we're going to get into the meat. I'll take my medium rare baked potato, sour cream, salad, blue cheese dressing. I'm trying to help you all out a little bit right here. 3.18. But we all, all of us, with an unveiled face, Jesus did that, Beholding in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image. Now, Lisa and I are going to do a little skit. I don't know any way to do this other than just tell you what we're doing. Now, she has lipstick right here. Now, now, do do what I told you to do. Okay, okay. Let's say that she walked up to me and went, and I said, why did you put lipstick on me? That's not right. I didn't really want to. Well, you just made me look ugly. But you don't really have lipstick. Yes, I do. I was just teasing. No, you weren't. I, I felt it. I felt and saw you do it. But it has I on it. saw you and felt. I got lipstick on me, don't I? No, you're lying. <laughs> I have lipstick on me, don't I? You, you, did you plan this? Everybody's running. I I saw her do it, and I felt it. I have lipstick on me, don't I? God almighty, how did you do that? Okay, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. I know how to fix this problem. Because I I saw her, and I felt it. I'm going to get a mirror. I don't. How would I have really known? Without this. Come on, y'all. I'm preaching good now. You have no idea who you are without a Bible. I'm going to say it again. The way someone made you feel and what you saw does not make it true. You just don't know how they made me feel. I was there. 
I heard them saying it. I saw them and I felt it. Do you know how I feel about that? <laughs> My God, God doesn't love me. I know because I don't feel him. I don't feel saved and I don't feel forgiven and I don't feel like anybody in this church likes me. My mother mistreated me. My father mistreated me. You know what they said about me the other day? What's wrong here? It isn't the circumstance. I'm going to give you three things. It's what I looked at. It's what I think about. And it's what I talk about. That's causing me a problem. Even when somebody, does the Bible say that God loves you as much as he does Jesus? You know why you don't act like it? Because you ain't looking in the mirror. Without a Bible, you would have no idea who you are. Now, I'm going to say something right now, and I just, I'm going to get, I'm already in trouble. So you can spend eight years being a psychologist, and you're dumb as a rock. Because a psychologist has no idea that a man is a spirit, has soul, lives in a body. And a psychologist has no idea that the blood can wash every sin away and make you clean and remove all guilt. They, in other words, don't get mad at me. They can't help you. Get in touch with your inner baby. You don't have an inner baby. I don't. <laughs> Unless you're pregnant, maybe you have an inner baby. You're spending too much time looking, thinking, and talking about the wrong thing. Hoping that it'll get better. And it's not going to until you change. I'm not talking about just pretending. I'm not talking about, we're not pretending. Well, let's pretend that we're skinny. Go to John 17, 20. Let's do a couple of these, and I'm going to show you this. John 17, 20. Let's look at a couple of them. Let's just look at them. I don't pray for these alone or those who will believe on me. Say, that's me. That they would be one as you, Father, are me, and, and I am them. They'd be one that the world may believe you sent me. Look at this one. And the glory which you gave me, I gave it to Daryl, Lisa, and all the people who were alive. Verse 20, verse next one. I in them and you in me. If they, I, don't, I don't feel him in there. I don't feel him at all. As a matter of fact, I'm, I don't even know if I'm saved. I felt saved last week. We had a great service. We ran aisles, jumped pews. Mary friend laid hands on me. Oh, the anointing came on me. I knew he loved me. But I don't think he does now. Okay. Come on, I'm preaching better than you, amen. And we're going down this road because you, you got to go down this road. The world may know you sent me and loved them as you love me. Paul the Bible says the blood is precious. And he shed his blood for you, which makes you precious. Do you understand that man right there is as loved by God Almighty as he does Jesus Christ? That's powerful. What about that? What about you? Do you know why it's not real? Because you don't have mirror open. You feel Someone has put a blot on you. You just don't know what they did to me. There ain't no blot on you at all. But well. asking your body what truth is. 
Oh, you got a mirror? Y'all got a mirror? Okay. The, this year is not changing until you open the mirror. And it ain't changing in a week. Soul salvation is a process. Okay, let's look at another one. Y'all want to do another one? You say yes. Yes. Romans 8, 31. 8, 30. Romans 8, 31. What can I say to all these things? If God is on my side, God is on your side. God is on your side. Honey, he is watching you, listening to you. He's got angels hanging on. Listen. Now, listen, I'm going to sit here and change her life. It don't matter what everybody says. It don't matter what your husband says. It don't matter what your mama said. It don't matter what society says. You are loved by God. He's on your side, and you can't fail. That's good. That's good. That's called good news. But what's she going to do when I leave? She got a Bible. But I don't feel it. I, didn't, I, I really felt lipstick hit my forehead. I felt it. Now, what would happen if she put lipstick on me? And I said, no, I know you didn't do that. And I walked up and I said, hey, Megan. She goes, well, you got lipstick on you. And I go, got no lipstick on me. And you, what, what you, I do not have lipstick on my forehead. So how is it that nobody can ever say anything to you what you see, I, I've I've had arguments with people, and you might as well be talking to the wall. Yes, true. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Can we get a Bible out? I'd like to show you something in the Bible, and you open it up, and they go, "Oh shoot!" Say without a Bible, I'll never know who I am, and I'll never know what areas. See, I didn't, now the Bible doesn't show you that you're bad. It only shows you you have smudges. It just says you have a big old booger on your head. Have you ever seen people that have something stuck in their teeth and it's black and you're like, I wonder if they know that. And they don't. And you're like, someone ought to tell them. They have a big black thing stuck on their tooth. It looked like the Beverly Hillbillies right now. Amen. Colossians 1.13. He delivered me. He has delivered me from the power of darkness and conveyed me in the kingdom of the son of his love in whom I have redemption. Through his blood, the forgiveness of sin. I got another one I got to do right now. I got to do it. I got to do it. Isaiah 43.25. Isaiah 43.25. I am he who blots out your transgressions. Now, I know everybody in here feels guilty. That's why you don't come to church and why you don't read your Bible and why you don't pray, because you feel he just, well, I know. But Let's look in the mirror and see your face. I am he that blotted out your transgression for my own sake. I'll not remember your sin. God don't know you ever did anything wrong, Jay. That's a good day. Let me tell you something. If, if, if all her sins are gone and God is for her, this is going to be a good year. Now, you understand, I, I, I'm aware that she might be having problems at work and she might be having problems with Steve. And she might be having problems out of J.C., not Cody, Cody, but J.C. might be giving. But is that the issue? No. Listen, God can take care of, of Steve, and God can take care of her work.
but he can also bless her because she's forgiven and she's redeemed by the curse from the curse of the law. As she's blessed coming in, as she's blessed going out, and Abraham's blessings are her, and she cast all her cares because God actually cares about her. Now, what if she spent her time looking at it and thinking about it and talking about that? Now, she's not lying. I'm not asking her to make up something. We're asking you to change your focus. You are changed from glory to glory to glory by looking in the Word of God. Now, the Bible is not real to me just because I read it once. I I have found out that I don't get anything by doing it once. Riding bicycles, cooking, cleaning, you know, I mean, men all go, I don't know how to do that. Well, that's because you ain't never tried. And you never stayed with it long enough to learn. Okay, listen, you can change with a, listen, God has already placed everything you need in you. You're not fighting the battles you're in from defeat. You are fighting all of your battles from victory. You're not on the bottom trying to get to the top. Man, if I could just ever be a better Christian, if I could just ever be a better Christian, if I could just ever pray more, if I could just go, if I could just be better, if I could just be better. What's wrong with reading that you're already better? I'm already new. I'm already his workmanship. I'm already redeemed. I'm already righteous. I'm already blessed. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! Now, what I have to do now is I have to go, soul, (laughs) it's time for you to get saved like the rest of me. As a man thinks. Now, it's not that I'm not making up fantasies. I'm only looking at who I am in Christ. Once once I focus. Now, you understand, I'll read a scripture, and tomorrow I'll go, of course, I'm the only one, Robert. You say, you're the pastor. Do you have that problem? Oh. Some mornings I wake up and go, oh, no, 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 oh, no. The septic tank ain't working. The toilet ain't flushing. Oh, oh, Lord, going back to bed. I don't feel good. I prayed, and I don't know where God is. I don't feel like he cares. I don't feel like even Lisa don't care. If she did, she'd bring me coffee in bed. She didn't. How am I doing? What if, man, I didn't, if I didn't have a Bible, I'd be a royal mess. But I mean, I can pick up a Bible and read it for a few minutes and I'll go, God is always leads me in triumph. Glory to God. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Hallelujah. All right. How am I doing, Lisa? Am I doing all right? Okay. Okay. Just keep going. All right. All right. I'm going to. Philippians 2, 15, you don't have to get them. Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ. When did it become wrong to have a God thought? One more time. Why do we go, it's okay to have a devil thought, but we wouldn't dare have a God thought. I mean, God is up there. Wait a second. Last time I looked in the mirror, he was seated at the right hand of God. Yes, he is. And then it says, I'm seated with him. Uh, You know, I don't really feel like 
So we are ruling and reigning in a seated. Why, why am I struggling if he did it? Ooh, glory to God. Attitude is everything. And I'm not just making this up. I mean, I'm, I pick up my Bible and, and I'm reading it and going, if God is, see, there are days that I have to read if God is for me. I mean, I, and, and I read it yesterday. But today is another day. So I pick it up and I go, if God is for me, according to my faith, be it unto me. I'm blessed coming in, blessed going out. With long life, he satisfies me, shows me salvation. I'm not saying I'm denying how I feel. I'm not saying I deny the doctor's report. I'm not saying I'm pretending like I have money in the bank. I'm just saying that the word says that I'm blessed coming in and I'm blessed going out. And so now I'm going to hook my faith with that. Faith is a substance of what you what? Say it. Hope. Hope. Well, I wouldn't dare get my hopes up. Why not? Is, is the Bible true? Well, get your hopes up. You say, well, what if I get my hopes up and it doesn't work? Well, you die and you go to heaven and you stand before Jesus and say, I was standing on the word. But if you disobey him and die, you are going to die. Okay, children of Israel came out of Egypt, and they said, we're not going to go in that promised land. We could die. They all died. They're going to die. But the ones that believed that God was with them, they went in. But what if they had died? Well, then you're good. Listen, you're going, if you follow the devil, you're going, that's 100% guarantee you're going to die. You, you already screwed up last year. Why would you do the same thing again? It didn't work last year. Why do you think it's going to work this year? Why not trust him? Why not act, God forbid, like it's true? Why not rejoice? I didn't say jump around and shout and pretend. Rejoice in what? In the Lord. If, if God is for me, all right, do I have authority over all the work of the enemy? I, I absolutely do. You say, well, he didn't leave. Well, you, you didn't say nothing. Tell him. Well, he didn't leave. Tell him again. Put your foot down. Tell him, shut up and get out of your life. God ain't never going to do nothing about the devil. He never. Boy, I'm going to come over here. God ain't renewing your mind. He ain't running the devil off. And he laid all of that. He gave you the name. He gave you the anointing. He gave you the word of God. And if you go to Psalm 1, if you want a better life, make up your mind right now, you're fixing to pick up a Bible. Because you're changed from glory to glory to glory to glory. Now, when I got born again, I was broke, skinny. That was more lack of eating, though. Not, at, not diet. It was forced diet. One day a week, one day a, one meal a day. Not much. Just not much. Didn't have a job. Didn't have any money. And I didn't have any sense. But I picked up a Bible. Now, th think about the fact this is God thinking. Wouldn't it be wonderful to have a God thought? <gasps> okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go down a road here as we go to Psalm 1. Now, I, I am very pro Mary Fran. She, she, gives, she gave Lisa and I a word, and I had it typed up, and I'm going to read it over and over this week. So I'm not anti someone giving me a word. But what if she had not? I have a word from the Lord. As a matter of fact, he has a whole book. Does the Lord say anything to you? Yeah, read it. When <laughs> y'all, y'all are fun. If I ain't waiting on Mary Fran, I ain't waiting on Jonathan. 
I ain't even going to wait on Lisa. I can read. So every day of my life, I have made a decision that what God thinks is more important than anything else. Anything outside of this is a failure. Now, wait a minute. This is the best science book ever written. This already told you about the planets and the moon before they ever, Galileo, Galileo, whatever his name was. I wasn't alive then. Ask this guy right here if you want to know that. Um, I wasn't alive then. But they, we already had the answer here that the earth was round. We already had it all in there. You don't have to go asking anybody at the Smithsonian where man came from. We have it all right, right there. And if you want to know about love, don't ask a Hallmark. Hallmark don't know squat about love. You want to get screwed up? Look at Hallmark. They don't know squat. You got a, you got a boy that has no money, and she's going to marry the guy with no money and give up the guy with the money who's working. And the reason he ain't taking her out and spending all week with her because he's at work, and the guy that ain't at work's taking her out, and she's falling in love with a guy that with her all week, and she's fixing to get married to a guy who ain't got no job. And I'm going, that is absolutely the stupidest thing I have ever seen in my entire life. And Lisa looks at me and said, get out of the living room. I don't want to hear your mouth. (laughs) And you notice she's picking him up all the time. He ain't even got a car. And then he gets a chance to kiss her, and someone stops. Listen, if you want to kiss a girl, don't let nobody stop you from kissing a girl. You get a chance to kiss her, you kiss her. I don't care if the mountain lion screams or not. Kiss her anyway. Your mother walks in the room. She, Mama's always going to walk in the room. Lisa's mother walks in the room. I kiss Lisa anyway. I don't care whether Mama walks in the room. I'm watching that going, y'all idiots. Man, you do that, you ain't never getting married. You, you. I told Lisa, I do it every time we have watch on. I said, I'm going to write one one day. And, and I'm just going to send it to John. They probably, they probably won't take it. They ain't got enough drama in it. It's too normal. I mean, Lisa had a good-looking boyfriend. Had. And I saw her drop him off. I went, well, I'm taking her away. Because a woman will take a man that takes her and parks the car and pays for the dinner over a good-looking dude any day of the week and twice on Sunday. But see, I read all the how to all the how to catch a woman book. I read I read this how to catch. I said this we're to do it this way right here. And it says the righteous are bold as a lion, and it says the kingdom of God suffers violence. I just took her. Someone said, "Is that her boyfriend?" I get ripped. All a boyfriend is is a bump in the road. You got to go over to get the girl you want. (laughs) We could go on like this all day, but you know, there's women in here that are going, yeah, keep going, baby, keep going. Not only that, but listen, show up with flowers. Pull the chair out, open the door, and don't stop when you get married. We're married now. Open your own door. <laughs> It'll tell you all that right here if you read it. Song of Solomon is like the most R-rated book in the Bible. I mean, it talks about her body and huh? <laughs> Psalm 1, my wife told me, must move on. <laughs> Say this year, my best year. I'm in agree- I am in 100% agreement with every one of you. No, my best years are not behind me. And don't talk to me about how old my body is. Listen, I'm new every morning. I am forever young. Okay. I mean, I'm just talking about, I don't, see, people talking about when I die. You will never hear me talking about when I die. I ain't never going to die. I may change locations. 
I mean, I found the Bible and said, eternal is a long time. Eternal. Yeah, I like that. Anyway, blessed is a man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. That would be ABC, NBC, and CBS. And your relatives. <laughs> Nor stand in the path of sinners. Again, ABC, CBS, NBC. Nor sit in the seat of scornful. The church he left. But his delight is in what? And in his law he what? Meditates how often? Day and night. Now look at what happens. He didn't say anything in here about the job or your education. He didn't say anything in here about your gender. And he didn't say anything in here about your nationality. He didn't say anything in here about how everything went when you were young. Nothing. That means that yesterday is gone. There's another scripture. Forget what is behind. Press forward. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law he meditates day and night. And he will be, say I will be, like a tree planted by rivers of water that bring forth fruit in season. My leaf will not wither, and whatever I do, say whatever I do, shall prosper. God moves when you move. The Word moves you. The Word moves you. Now, let's talk about things people have said. We have all dealt with words that people have said. When I was in elementary school, my mother and father divorced. Now, I was the only kid in third grade with divorced parents. Now, we've come a long ways, baby, not for the better. But the teacher thought it was appropriate to pick on me because of what my parents did. Now, because of that, my dad was an alcoholic, and he didn't send the alimony check on a regular basis, which meant that Mama worked in a drugstore making money. Back then, women didn't make money based, they just, whatever job they could get. Y'all get this? So my cousin sent me his clothes, and my cousin was shorter than me. This is how I went to school every day. Ask me, did they have fun? Oh, they did. And you know who helped? The teacher. So the teachers, I, one day they had a class and they said, what are you going to be when you grow up? I said, I would actually like to be a doctor. And the teacher turned to the whole class and said, well, if he's a doctor, don't go to him. He'll probably kill you. You know, that's not good on your mind. You're in third grade and the teacher is making fun of you publicly. That day, I shut her down. I said, if I ever open my mouth in class, hell will freeze over. She asked me to spell the word sale. I said S-A-L-E, and she, that, she thought that was funny. So from that day forward, she said, Daryl, and I just sat there and stared at her. You know, if you don't say nothing, you, you just, you know, that messed up my soul. Do you know how many people, and I'm not, I wasn't a Christian. I didn't go to church. But that, you know, when I got born again, it, it was, an, it was an, the word of God that broke me out of that, broke me out of my past, broke me out of what you think because I found out who God says I am. If I'm a new creation, everything old is past and everything is new. Had I not had a Bible, I would have always lived on what they said. I really, in, in church, I don't care what you think. I'm free from what you think. That's the reason why I act like I do, because I really don't care what you think. God only made one Daryl, and I think he's all right. Now, if you're going to live for God, somebody's not going to like you. You ride motorcycles and you're a preacher. Yes, and shoot guns too. And I whoop people like you. 
but I get forgiven. Do you always speak your mind? Yes. You should be more like no. He should be more like me. Where do we get this? That everybody should be a rubber stamp. Why can't God make you different than everybody else and, and that be okay? Did you know there are people who are quiet and it's okay? And there are people who are loud. Ha, I think that's okay. There are people that are tall. I'm sorry. And there are people who are short. And then there's people who are perfect. And there's perfect heads. And the rest of the people, he put hair on them. Go back to 1 Corinthians 3. We're going to finish up with this. Or is it 2 Corinthians 3? 2 Corinthians 3. Where you are today is a combination of what you think about, what you talk about, and what you look at. Even though there are circumstances. We all sitting here this morning with an unveiled face, looking in the mirror, the word of God, the glory of the Lord are changed into the exact same image. You're not going to become better looking at worse. I'm going to mention somebody. Not too long ago, they, they came and I mean, they're falling apart. I mean, they're falling apart. Pastor, oh, this is, oh, my God. And I, I sympathize. I'm not saying that it was light. But actually, it was quite normal. But to her, the sky is falling. The sky is falling. And then I talked to her kids, and their sky was falling. Because if mama's sky's falling, the kids' sky's falling. And I looked at her and I said, well, why don't we just cast the care? Well, you just don't know what. Oh, I'm a good mother, I care. No, you're a fruitcake. <laughs> I'm not saying that what you're dealing with is not an issue. I'm saying that if God said that he cares why don't you calm down and start looking at the Lord instead of yourself and your problem? And if you've been saved 5, 10, 15 years and you still fall apart, where's your Bible? Thank you for y'all's enthusiasm. We all have things we go through. Everybody in this room, we have people who are crazy in our family. Might be you. We all have nuts on the tree. We all have a job. Well, I need another job. The other one's as bad as this one. I need a new spouse. The other one is someone else's problem. You don't want that one either. How am I doing? Well, I'm changing churches. Well, they don't want you because I know them. Are y'all out there? Did you go home? Maybe we ought to just pick the Bible up and start acting like it's true. Rejoice in the Lord. Glory to God. So I want you to say this. I am a new creation. All of the old is gone. I am forgiven. God don't know. I ever did anything wrong. I am blessed coming in, going out. Abraham's blessings belong to me. God has given angels to watch over me and keep me in all of my ways. I have favor with God and man. Everything I put my hand to this year, it'll prosper. One of the hardest things you're going to do this year is to combat things 
people say. I'm going to tell you something. Some of it hurts. People say things. And, oh, man. Did I tell them this, the second last service? We had a pastor came in here one day called me Bubba. Pastor Bubba. What he really meant was, hey, redneck from Apopka. Well, I felt like busting his nose. It's a good thing that I was walking by faith, but I did let him know that I didn't think much of it. As I scowled, you little punk. And Mark Hankins saw me do it. And he asked me, why do you let that bother you? Because I'm not looking at the Bible. I'm thinking about what Pastor Dum Dum said, who didn't know squat about me. If I'm his workmanship, so I have adopted a new policy for bad people's words. <laughs> yeah, I'm Jesus' brother. Do y'all get this? There's a lot going on in your soul that you're thinking about and you're talking about that you need to adjust. The Tala vision was designed to tell you a vision. Don't let it tell you its vision. It's got all kind of crap on it. Men with men, women with women. People, vengeance and killing and murdering and lying. And if you ever found an off button, just turn the thing off. There's nothing that you're going through now. Nothing. The moment, no, let me, let me back up. I'm going to make a statement. You remember the day you got saved? I do. Someone gave me truth that I didn't know. They told me something I didn't know. And I heard it, I believed it, I saw it, and I acted on it, and I was born again. Do you think that's the last thing God wants to do in me? No. It's not the last thing he wants to do in you. But in order for him to change you, he must change the way you think. And you got to be willing. Your will is not a Christian. Your mind is not saved, your will, and your emotions are not saved. You need to do something with your mind, your will, and your emotions. That's your soul. Don't let them rule you. Pick up the Bible. Start finding scriptures about yourself. What did God say about you? And you meditate on that. And you meditate until that becomes more real to you than anything on this planet. Now, I, I, I'm not arrived, but I certainly left where I was. I'm no longer introvert. I'm no longer broke. Amen. I'm no longer a redneck from Georgia. I no longer eat squirrel brains. Maybe if I shoot one, I don't know. Are y'all getting this? I refuse to stay where I was. This next year, I'm planning now my next year. I'm going to, the love of God is shed abroad in my heart. So I'm not going to try to be more loving. I am loving. I am kind. I am patient. I'm not fighting from defeat. I am holy. I am righteous. I am blessed. I'm going to say, i got one more thing. i got to say this. There's a, there's a term we use in America today. I wish we didn't. It's called white privilege. I'm going to help you with what that really is. When kids grow up with wealthy parents, they're raised in an environment of wealth. And it gets in their mind. They learn to think, talk, 
that light. They see it. And it appears to you as they were handed. No. If you live next door in a shack, start going to the rich person's house. That's what happened with rich dad, poor dad. The poor boy adopted the man next door as his dad and learned as though he was a son. God has given you the opportunity to learn at his feet, and he's rich. And he's healthy, and he's wealthy, and he's blessed. Are y'all seeing where we're going? So I want you to do something. I want you to make up your mind right now and just agree with me. Just let, Let's get on board here. I want you to put the word back where it needs to be. Don't put it last. Put it back first. This is a process that you're going to go into this year. You're going to get scriptures that feed you. Mark them in your Bible. Put little things and read them in the morning. Read them in the afternoon, just like on a prescription. Just, just you know, you eat lunch, pick up a Bible and read. You don't have to read for an hour. Just read your scriptures. I'm blessed coming in, blessed going out. If God is for me, who could be against me? <laughs> and then go back to work. When you get home that night and you sit down to dinner, open up your Bible and read your scriptures again. And you will go, you will be changed into the image of what you're looking at. But if you ignore it, you will be changed into that image. That's the image you will become. Don't, don't blame anybody. You're just going, oh, I don't have time to read the Bible. Fine. <laughs> Welcome to hell on earth. Is it all up to God? It is not. Say, I will be changed, I will be changed. By, the by the renewing of my mind. I think on God thoughts. Now, your flesh is going, your brain, you're, you're, this is going to get to be a fight. You're going to get in a fight. You're going to read it and go, and you're going to shut up. <laughs> it's true. Because you're going to go by, oh, how do you feel? No matter. You feel he heard me? He heard me. He heard me. Brother Hagin said, read it till you believe it. If you don't believe it, confess it till you believe it. You say, but I don't believe it. Confess it till you believe it. Say, my best days are ahead of me. Say, welcome to the new me. You got this, girl? Don't be putting lipstick on me no more. Isn't this good? Praise the Lord. That was good. Wasn't this good? Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, three more people. Anybody else? Wasn't this good? Praise the Lord. That was good. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. He didn't quote this, but James 1.23 says, Now that you've heard the word, amen, and for those who walk away from that and don't do it, it's like someone beholding themselves in a mirror, walking away and forgetting what they look like. So what is the mirror? It is the word of God. Amen. Psalm says, soul magnify the Lord. So say that. Say soul, mind, will, emotions. Praise the Lord. Magnify the Lord. Amen. Say the blood has been applied. All my needs have been supplied. I shall not be denied. Come on, say that with me. The blood of Jesus has been applied. Every need shall be supplied. Nothing shall be denied. Amen. Say, I am what he says I am. I can do what he says I can do. God, I love you. Praise you, Lord. As, uh, as we're ending this service, that the altar workers can please come forward. If you're here this morning and you want prayer for any reason, the Bible says, if any two shall agree on earth as touching anything that they ask, it shall be done for them by my Father which is in heaven. Sometimes we don't always have someone to get in agreement with, but today you have someone on my, my left and someone on my right is coming forward right now by faith in Jesus' name. All right, so we want to spend time in prayer with you. We don't have these people don't have crockpots in the oven, right? And so we want to take time with you. If you've never asked Jesus to be Lord, the Bible says today is the day of salvation. 
Don't go out here. Don't leave these premises, these doors without saying, Jesus, I believe you died on the cross. Jesus, I believe that blood was shed for me. Jesus, I ask you to be the Lord of my life and you will be saved from eternal damnation and you will have heaven on earth and heaven after earth. Praise the Lord. God bless you all. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big Give Now button. Or you can text 407-955-5345. And remember, our pastor's vision is this. We grow Christians. So we thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.